Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin and Ely and I are back for a brand new episode of The Boom. I'm your host, James B. McDaniel. Kevin, how's your week been? Quiet. It's been a quiet week. That's kind nice. Yeah. That's really good. But we talked about guess... it like that I think like there were things that happened just a few days ago that feel like a long time, so I don't know if that was a good thing or not. I, I want... I watched Rampage. I watched Dynamite live. Mm -hmm. And today, when I realized we've got to record this show, I was like, oh my God, I have like five hours of shows to catch up on. (laughs) And then I couldn't find Dynamite on my DVR. And I looked it up. Well, no, I I started looking up. I'm like, I'll just watch Rampage because I have it on my Mm -hmm. DVR. And then I'll go download Aid, I'll download Dynamite. And then they start talking about Wednesday and, and National Scissoring Day. I'm like, oh, I absolutely watched that show. I had completely <laughs> forgotten I even saw it. Yeah, That's you were texting what a me. long week this has been. Yeah. I've done. It's it's almost National Scissoring Day again, it feels like. <laughs> That's exactly right. I generally have a busy work week. Yeah. I literally had to do double everything I usually do in a week this oh, man. week. Yeah. And so the last two days are my day off. And one of those days was creating a report that I don't usually do. Mm. And um, so I've had just the one day off this week, which was today. And that was mostly watching Rampage and Battle of the Belts. Yeah, they're worse which days. They're, yeah, they're absolutely worse days. This was not a bad day. And look, this is we've got a lot of news to get to go over before we ever even ever even sniff the heat index this oh, week. Oh, I know, yeah. So let's let's get going on that. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, well, Toronto. See, yeah. See if Toronto, what, what's coming up in Toronto. It feels like it, it feels like it, they want it to be a big deal, mm-hmm. but they haven't really like stacked it up. They've had so many stacked shows recently that the thing is, I think like a letdown. I think most weeks during the year, this would be considered a stacked show. Mm-hmm. And so, um, how about we go through okay. and we give each of these matches a star rating. It just like as to how good a match it is, one through five. Like, okay. What are you thinking on it? So our first match, Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. That's not a five, but I really am into that. So I think it's bigger than a three. I give it a four. Yeah, I, I, I would too. It's always good. We've had a good They're build. Just, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that'll be good. 
Okay. Jungle Boy Jack, Jungleman Jack Perry oh, just versus Jungle Luchasaurus. Uh, I we've mean, had, we've got the build. Right. It's a long story. But are you excited? I don't know. I, I feel like it's not going to be that much of a match is what I feel like. I feel like it'd be more I like feel the an same. angle. Yeah. Maybe I feel like, like three. Three. I'm, I'm with you on a three yeah. right there. Okay. Daddy ass versus Swerve Strickland. <laughs> um, this uh, is born from one of the the hottest things in wrestling right now. Maybe, maybe the only thing AEW has right now that's anywhere near as hot as what's going on in WWE with yeah. the acclaimed. And frankly, I'm real excited about this, Kevin, and I shouldn't be. I hate to say it, I kind of am too, just because Four? Swerve is so great i yeah i almost want to say five but i I feel like i cannot say that about four this is four and a half four and three quarters four and three how about that yeah four and three quarters all right it's four and three if it was the tokyo dome about why we didn't do five exactly okay yeah i think i i I think it's gonna be interesting to see how billy gunn how billy gunn does a a match that's more than like two minutes long yeah because that's kind of why because up Billy Gunn is an aged man who doesn't look like an aged man. Yes. And uh, he's going to blow up, but it's going to be great. All right. Yeah. Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. In my I think opinion. be pretty fun. Yeah, go ahead. This is going to be good. I think I Jamie Hayter's hot. Britt is over. Hikaru Shida's mm-hmm. generally hot and over when the occasion, they mm-hmm. occasionally decide to ask her to participate in things. <laughs> Yep. And Tony Storm is cold as ice. I say uh, three, three and a half. What do you think? Three? Three. I'd say three. Yeah. To me, like three of the people are going to be exciting. One is probably not. Um, and that's a shame because Tony Storm should be over, but they're not They're not doing it right. Okay. The trilogy match. Chris mm-hmm. Jericho versus Brian Danielson for the, the Ring of Jericho title. Yes. Or the Jericho of Honor? Which is it? Ring Ring of Jericho is what he's been saying. Okay. Okay. Uh, four. I mean, it's going to be good. This is a match that should be a five, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've had two good I matches, feel, but I haven't been sitting there yeah. going, oh, I really can't wait to see the trilogy no, come to an end. I've, I'm, not, I'm not excited for it. I know it's going to be good. I don't. I feel like I'm cheating it if I gave it a three and a half. So I'm going to give it a four. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's, so that's everything we've got for that match. Correct. Mm-hmm. For that that's, show. That's all we know. And I, unless they announce something this evening that I just haven't missed. I'll, I'll look Twitter on Twitter. Just I think sure. that that average is out. Cause we didn't give anything over a four. We had a couple threes, three and three quarters. I think this probably averages out to three and three quarters. Which is a very yeah. good show, but there's no five yeah, star matches happens, on that, this that's show. That's a good. That's a good show. The solid show. Now, something that could make it an even bigger show, even though it's no, uh, no Good Brothers returning, which we'll talk about in a little bit. <laughs> no, Renee Paquette might just be making her AEW debut. That's the rumor. That's the word on the street. That's the rumor. Yeah, that's the word on the street. There's and no, she, nothing. And as you you confirmed, said. Yeah. She is a woman who is from Toronto, Canada. Yes, that is her Toronto, home. Ontario. It is well known that that is her home. And actually, I noticed, uh, I follow her on Instagram, and today the um, the photos she was posting 
when it gives your like location of where you're posting from, it said Toronto. Oh, she's playing with our hearts is what she's doing. Yes, she's yes, she is. Yeah, I don't know. So, so, so supposedly the people in WWE think she's going. If there's anything that can heat up AW outdoor, yeah. Yeah, if there's anything that can heat up AW right now, it's a nice oral session this Wednesday. <laughs> so right. one one can only hope. Yeah, what would you have her do? What do you think she should do? Like I think backstage interviews, maybe yeah, even like a host. Maybe even. Role. You know what I would like to see? Hmm. I would like to. Have you watched UFC in the last six months, year? Uh, just clips you, in there. I don't think I've sat down and watched. One the thing show. the UFC's been doing that I really like is Megan O'Leary will interview. Well, she will. She will kind of be on the mic talking as the mm-hmm. as the fighters are walking out to the ring and they'll walk by her. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of Renee like a sideline reporter kind of. Yeah, being a sideline reporter type situation uh-huh. and grabbing people after they leave the ring, something like that. That's something yeah. AW could really use to slow down mm-hmm. some shows. Um, and I think it would be a really good use of her. I don't think anybody, everybody in fight game media seems to think she's a terrible announcer. I I think she might not be that bad an announcer if Vince isn't screaming in her ear like a like a GD maniac. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, if she's not told to just constantly fight with her coworkers. Yeah. And also I look, they gave, I say, do the reporter thing. Also give her a shot on the mic. Cause they gave Mark Henry a shot. He still gets a shot every now and then mm-hmm. and he's horrible. Mm-hmm. She has to be better than Mark. Henry. Yeah. Has to be. She's definitely better than Jim Ross. Right now, 2022, she's way better than Jim Ross. Yeah. I will fight anybody who disagrees with me. It's true. It's true. Uh, by the way, what? So this is, I, I bring this up partially because I, I, I jumped into a conversation where you quoted me. Uh, you basically quoted what I'd said about Jim Ross being the greatest of all time mm-hmm. and the worst wrestler, go, worst commentator going today. Mm-hmm. What brought on that conversation? What did Jim Ross do? Now, I don't remember if it was anything necessitated specific. It that. was just saying that he was the worst, uh, that he was just really bringing Rampage down. Like the fact that he's only been yeah. on Rampage lately. And so then you had Dynamite and then he was on uh, Rampage and Battle of the Belts. It was just like, wow, you just, you. When he's gone, you forget how much he was actually bringing the show down. By the way, I remember Jim Ross kind of described what he was doing when he started coming in for the last hour of Dynamite mm-hmm. and then Rampage and describing as they, you know, they wanted to hold back something special. And I thought, man, that is a really great way to tell Jim Ross you're only yeah. going to have him on during the lowest <laughs> rated portions of all your shows. Yeah, that's a brilliant way to sell that idea to the man. Yeah, and sell it well. Sell it. They did. Um, yeah, they did. I wonder if he got wise to it though. He very well may have. And the thing is, do you remember? Maybe a year ago, when Jim Ross said he was stepping down as commentator, but he was going to do it at his own time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember that happening? Like, yeah, he was real vague about it though. Yeah, he was real vague, and the and the, and the reason he was real vague was. They clearly initiated that conversation with him, and he wanted mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, they gave us hope, and man, they pulled that rug out for under out from under us like we we're Shelton Benjamin in two thousand and seven ish. Yeah. <laughs> like man, uh, they, yeah, 
Yeah, so, and, and they need it. I mean, the thing that's a bummer is like during all this turmoil and, you know, locker room morale issues and all this stuff yeah. or whatever, like, you know, it'd be nice to have a JR around who could actually kind of be an authority guy, but you haven't heard a peep about him. I think he's just no. like, he is a paycheck right now. I, not, I think, not to cast any aspersions yeah. on his character or anything or work no. ethic, but L- like, listen. he does not seem invested in. You know, I'm about to joke, yeah. but it's not a ser- It's not really a joke. How old is Jr.? Let's say he's 76. I don't know. Let's say he's 76. He's 76 years old. His wife is dead. Yeah. He's not the same guy he was. No. no and sadly. I don't mean and and I don't mean that negatively. I just mean he's not the same guy. And there's no way you can go through what he's gone through and be the same guy. And I think he took the the job and was excited. Okay, 70 years old. I think he took the job and was excited to take the job Mm -hmm. to not sit in his home that he shared with his wife and be trapped in memories. Yes. And I'm glad he got that opportunity, and I would like them to give him the opportunity to be the guy that does sit-down interviews in the back, Mm -hmm. to be a guy who screams screams at assholes, who are like trying to shove pies in Eddie Kingston's face in the back and tell them, what are you trying to do? Give me another. You're trying to paralyze my whole face, asshole. Like, give him that job, okay? <laughs> give him that job, and I think he'd be great at it. Yeah, because he knows wrestling is yep. well or better than anybody in the business. Yes, and he, he has no problem telling you what he thinks. Right, because he tells us what he thinks on live on national television yes, he does. every week. And generally, he is not a fan yeah. of what he's watching. Yeah. I li- literally think he might be able to put the fear of the Lord and Sammy Guevara better than Eddie Kingston could. And so I would really yeah. like it if they could find another role for him that he would also enjoy. But he's been very clear back when I listened to Conrad podcast, he was very mm-hmm. clear. He had no interest in either company in taking jobs that mm-hmm. involved him not being on the air. Yeah. That's and I think, I think because of how he handled it and because of how he, you know, doesn't give the, fair shake really to the new style of wrestling and, and, and the people who do that, like the bucks I see where you're going. I, I think he going. probably doesn't have that credibility with a lot of the guys that need to do that. You know, I bet they're again, looking at him almost again, like this a is total like speculation, but I could see a lot of those young guys that need to hear from him. Just mm-hmm. seeing him as the old man is collecting a paycheck. You he's know? the old dude and he's yelling done, and He's done very little to, to show that he's invested yeah. in them. So why should they listen to him? You know? Yeah. Which is really um, sad. It really bums me out to say that. And now that you where I thought you were going was, even though he could be that guy, mm-hmm. he might not absolutely. He might absolutely not be the right guy, because mm-hmm. he could be the guy telling Orange Cassidy not to be Orange Cassidy, which is one of the that's issues. True. Yeah, that's not true. Orange Cassidy in particular. That sounds like one of the issues people have with CM Punk was he was telling yeah. them, "Don't be you. Right. It's never going to get over." When mm-hmm. them being them is the only reason they're on AEW. Right. And getting over. Right. It's a shame because I do. I, I've been mean about JR on this podcast, but I love JR. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Literally. And I wish. He's a, he's a guy yeah. who lived half an hour from my house. Exactly. For a while, he was a guy yeah. who lived like one hour from my house in Alexandria, yep. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he's like legit one of the few voices that's always been with me. Yes. I, I, yes. I heard JR's voice when I was four years old. Yes. And I know you did too. Mm-hmm. And so I want the best for him, but this is not the best for him. It's, it's, it's that it's, it's a, I think, was it Willie, Ma- was it Willie Mays or Hank Aaron? 
that played know. way past their prime. I think it was Hank Aaron. His last year, he hit like seven home runs. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't want to be remembered as the old guy who hit seven home runs. Right. You want to be remembered as one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. Yeah. Which, whichever one that was, mm-hmm. that applies to both of them. And um, yeah, and he could have legacy as being one of, like one of the all time great behind the scenes, and he does. He does have. Yeah, he does. He, 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 he has does. All, it, it's not going to like destroy his legacy or anything, but no, you know he he had a chance and might still have a chance, but I think that chance is passed of of being one of the people that helped build this new thing. Yeah, and uh, and I and, think he he did yeah. in a way. And that he helped give them credibility yes, he of that did. voice. He did. Just like they he needed Chris Jericho. Yeah, they needed Chris Jericho early and they needed Jim Ross early. And they got that. And he had his run. And now he can say, whenever he retires for good, whenever. And I like that they're giving him the chance to decide that, even mm-hmm. though I wish he'd made that decision already. Mm-hmm. Um. He can say that he was a he was a crucial part of the three biggest American wrestling companies that ever yeah, existed. Absolutely. Now, okay, that wasn't even on our list, man. No. We got to get to the other stuff. What what do we have here? <laughs> Good What's news. Next? John yeah, Moxley. great news. John Moxley basically signed a contract extension for the rest of his natural life. Five <laughs> years. Yeah. Which apparently to a lot of guys like um, Andrade. And uh, apparently they look at that as a life sentence, but five years enthusiastically signing for five years. Mm -hmm. I don't think John Moxley has any reason to ever want to leave. His wife may be coming in, which would be great. Mm -hmm. Um, That could have something to do with him, his contract extension. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is great news. The man is 60 and five in AEW, And right now he is working on being the legend the yep. all-time great. He is he is the head of the AEW table right now. He, he I think really that is, is clear. He is the tribal chief, yes. And the thing is, is it's not like he has a death grip on that. He has clearly been fine with him giving that to other people. But every time they've done that, those other people have dropped the ball in mm-hmm. horrific ways. Horrific yeah. ways. Leaving people with bite marks that may last the rest of their natural <laughs> lives. Um, So... I'm really excited, um, and I'm really curious. There's a question you've got here in your notes. Mm-hmm. Exclusive day W, or will he still be able to do GCW, AAA, right. all these other places? Um, yeah, the way it was phrased was exclusive to AEW and their international partners, including New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. So, so we might have seen the last ever John Moxley pizza cutter fight. Yeah. At least for the next five years. This I weekend, mean, if I were GCW. Tony, that would be something I would ask for. I'd be like, I'll back have... up the Brinks truck, but I need you to stop risking getting glass shards in your eye. I would put money on the fact that the word, the term pizza cutter is in that contract. <laughs> it is listed in that. Like lawyers <laughs> wrote that in. Do. Yeah. Yes. That is yeah. in there for sure. Right. Um. So I, this weekend... Uh, I, of course, was working and, and watching on Patrol Live. Yes. Should I tell the story on the yes, air, Yes, you should. You should tell okay. the story. On On Patrol Live, there's a fairly normal call one of the police departments is responding to in which there's a woman being... Well, actually, no. I, t- I think there was a woman trying to stab some people, but that is kind of common. 
And they get there, and it takes them a while to track her down. And then it, that when they finally get her, she's like in a bra and mm-hmm. some like cut off shorts, and not the person you want to see in a bra and cut off shorts. Mm-hmm. And she's now bleeding, and the police are trying to take her in. This is in uh, Berkeley County, South Carolina. And the woman is getting blood on everybody and yelling, I got AIDS, bitches. Y'all, all y'all bitches got AIDS now. All y'all. And my the first thought that popped in my head was, oh my God, I'm missing GCW. <laughs> and so I have multiple screens going during this show. So I make sure my my audio chat with my team is muted and I throw on GCW just as just as Mox has walked to the ring and they've got started. But of course I'm still working, so I can only glance over. Yeah. But I saw him using a pizza cutter. I don't know if one was used on him. I believe one was and used then on I, him as well. Yeah. Okay, that, that stands to reason. And then I saw Stokely and W. Morrissey, and I don't know if anybody else was there, but I saw them interfering and I thought, okay. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week. How are they gonna get how like Mox has to lose. Right. Mox has to but lose. But he can't lose clean. Right. And I think you speculated Jericho. Yeah. yeah, MJ. Oh, MJF, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it it kind of was in that he sent uh, he sent the firm. Hold on, what is puppet or, up? Or did he? Okay. I because think, I mean, that, he clearly did. They work for him. He clearly did. But like, remember last week on Dynamite, they did the whole thing where uh, Moriarty came in and attacked um, Wheeler Yuta, and yeah. MJF made such a big deal about saying, I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to yeah. do that. And act like he was mad and everyone was confused who was like talking about the show was like, why would they, why would they have dissension, you know, within the, within him yeah. and his firm? And you know, why is this some sort of like teasing a face turn or like something like that? And after hearing and seeing what happened, um, I wonder if they're going to actually show that on dynamite this week and have MJF be like, look, I've already said, you've already seen that they don't follow my orders. Like they're doing things. I don't, I never would have told them to do that, you know, and have it be totally obvious that he did, but he would have the yeah. plausible deniability of, you know, that's not a bad idea, but here's my problem. Here's my problem with him questioning Lee Moriarty last week. That I didn't think about at the time mm-hmm. they made it clear they made it very clear. They spelled it out mm-hmm. that the firm is on um, retainer. retainer. Right. And so they don't work full time. Right. For MJF. They're available full time. Yeah. But they can do their own things and they each have their own desire in WWE. Yeah. Most of which seem to be the all Atlantic championship for some reason. Right. Sure. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, they've got their own plans. And I think Lee, Lee Moriarty was working on his own stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, if you want them full time, you're gonna to have to pay more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Maybe that could lead. Maybe that could end up being a turning point in their. I think. Their I think. Uh, like Max, MJF feuds kind of follow a pattern, mm-hmm. and there's always seems to be a part when he tries to convince you that he's not as evil as he is. Yeah, and it feels yeah. like we're in this phase. Is of that it. is that generally before you have to fight everyone he's ever met in his life? Yeah. Before you yeah, can get typically to him. it's right before you have to fight everybody and go through right. the series of obstacles to get to him. You know, here's something else. If you wanted to do it, mm-hmm. not only is the firm, you could, you could put this completely on MJF if you wanted to, because not only 
is the firm in the employ of MJF. Mm-hmm. Nick Gage has taken yes. money from MJF in the yes, past and thus has that built a relationship. Yes. He was owed a favor. Exactly. Right. This could have been MJF paying him back. That's right. I without think, even actually having to do, lift a finger. I think the important takeaway from this GCW uh, match with Moxley and, and, and Gage winning is... I, you, I started to drink water when you started to say that and I realized I better hold off just in case. <laughs> the, the important thing to take away is that we are now free and clear for GCW to do the dream match of Nick Gage versus Luigi Primo. That I've been oh calling my God. For. That has to happen. It has to. It's, it's never, there's never been a more obvious match to make. Oh my yeah. God. Imagine Louis Primo. He's spinning the dough. Right. And he like tosses it on top of Nick Gage and it's yes. hanging over his head. Right. It's over his shoulders and he yeah. seems he's to be obscured. trapped. Yes. He can't, he's, he's, he's trapped. He can't even breathe. He's down for the count. Yes. And at, at like two, he just starts cutting his. You, you see just, the pizza cutter. You just come see the through. pizza cutter come through the dough. Can you imagine yeah. the crowd pop? The visual. The place. That the would, crack, that the crack GCW video production team will get. Oh my God. It would be like a. It would be like a bad Brazilian soccer game where they just start lighting <laughs> the stands on fire. Just fires would break out everywhere in whatever bingo hall they're in. Yep. Oh my God. I'd love to be there live for that. Maybe that could. Where's WrestleMania this year? In 2023, uh, that is. I don't remember. I don't know. Wherever Somebody it is, let that's us know, where it uh, seems to happen. Yeah, yeah, because exactly, if it's close, let me see. WrestleMania 2023, because I want it to be somewhere I can go to. Uh, oh, no, Inglewood, California. I'm not going. No. No, no. no interest in Inglewood. Zero. <laughs> like, that. here's the thing. There used to be a lot of big, big... Im- UFC's in Vegas and a lot mm-hmm. in LA. And I mm-hmm. went to one in LA. I went to UFC on Fox one. That was a big deal back then. But it is so easy to fly into Vegas, mm-hmm. take a cab to the strip, and you don't ever have to leave the strip. Yeah. Ever for anything. Anything you if you need to go anywhere, you take a cab or an Uber or a Lyft. Yeah. California is another matter, man. Oh yeah. Like LA, like Vegas is so much easier to get around in. My friends and I once went to Vegas. We were broke, and we stayed mm -hmm. at Circus Circus, and we survived on $2 Michelobes and $2 foot-long hot dogs at the little casino next door for Uh, Let me tell you, I once had a man, I had an advertising guy on 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 a plane ride fall in love with me he kept he kept dming me about he wanted he wanted to get together with me and try and try and sell up my pitch the las vegas tourism bureau which i've probably given before on this show which is there's a vegas for everyone no oh, you can go to the great. mgm grant you can go right yeah. there on the strip you can stay at circus circus for 22 dollars a night mm-hmm. you can stay in the mgm grand during the week for 40 dollars a night right and in that mgm grand you can have a 150 dollar tomahawk steak and you can also order from the, Mc, the McDonald's dollar menu. Yeah. You yep. can go play craps at Caesar's Palace for $10. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, roulette for at $10 minimums. And you can go to Fremont and play 50 cent minimums. Yep. There is a Vegas for everybody. Yep. And I think a lot of people don't go to Vegas because they don't realize that. Because I've done Vegas with thousands of dollars in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I've done Vegas on $120. Yep. And that on 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 that trip, I won four hundred dollars in the airport on the way out, and it paid. The airport is where yes, the airport is where I had a friend who won like two thousand dollars at the airport slot. We got some loose slots at McCarran Airport, people. Yeah, yep. 
All right, where were we? You know, you know who John, doesn't have to worry about Fifty Cent John Moxley on roulette? John Moxley. <laughs> I think he's doing very well for himself right now. Yes, and I hats think, off to him for for I, being a loyal guy during yeah, this whole I think time, he's, working without a contract most of the summer while all hell was breaking loose. Yeah, and coming back whenever he was needed to take yep. that belt. Like it wasn't longer we were talking about the first two-time champion. He's now the three-time champion. That's right. Pretty, I mean, God knows how long he's going to hold it, but. I'm all about it. I was skeptical early on. I love it now. Yep. And I have a feeling like we talked, I, I heard Cody talk early about the different tiers of AW contracts. Like there's mm-hmm. the zero tier, which is mm-hmm. match like per match. Appearance, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think he said tier one, two, three, four, and then the Jericho tier. I have a feeling there's a Moxley tier now. It's above Jericho. That's what I, I, have that's that what I feel like too. If I were, if I were Moxley. Yeah. Listen, I would, if I would be saying, hey, I want you to think of the highest, most painful contract you've offered so far, and I want more than that. Yeah. And if you give yeah. me that, you will get all of me. And if you've recently signed a five-year deal wherever you work, you should think about checking out patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. For just $5 a month, you can be a part of our Patreon family. We're going to give you shout-outs on Twitter and all that, but you're also going to get new and exclusive shows from everybody here on Fight Game Media. Coming soon, the Hall of Boom for me and Kevin Ely. You're gonna get full episodes of Brace for Impact right now on that free feed. You're only getting cut. You're only getting clips of episodes, not the whole thing. Um, a lot of people are joining for our Japanese wrestling show, the Yoshi Show, um, which I know is is it's not all of Japanese wrestling, but a good bit of it you don't get a lot of coverage of from other podcasting networks. Once again, only five dollars. We got us an inflation on people. I like look. I know food's getting expensive gas is getting expensive what's not getting expensive is fight game media five dollars a month that's not changing anytime soon um so yeah give us give us a try fightgamemedia.com patreon.com slash fightgamemedia also of course fightgamemedia.com for all your needs all your up-to-date needs in wrestling boxing and mma nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's next, Kev? Let's see. Oh. You know that you know what? Before we go to the next yeah. thing, we mm-hmm. need to talk about some serious issues, okay. some life issues. We talk about wrestling here. We need to talk about life a little more. Mm-hmm. And that's two things everybody needs to check out. Number one, reservation dogs on Hulu. Yes. Number two, Sonic Drinks. Yes. Sonic is America's drive in. They've got the best ice money can buy. Go to Sonic, you assholes. Or if you're in Oklahoma, go to Sonics with an S. Just like in Louisiana, we got the Walmarts. And uh, you're going to be a happy, happy individual with your Sonic Ice watching Reservation Dogs. Is Sonic nationwide, or is that mostly a southern half of the U.S. kind of thing? 
it's big here in New Mexico, and I was excited about that. The only difference is Sonic is a fast-moving establishment in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in New Mexico, I thought Louisiana was a slow-moving state. People from the north talk about it being very slow-moving. Mm-hmm. They've never been to New Mexico. It is like a turtle that is a paraplegic. Is, is the speed at which New Mexico moves. Like Sonic drive through in, in Louisiana, if there's 20 cars, you're going to be through it in four minutes. Yeah. You can be number one in line here in New Mexico. It's, it's a 10-minute wait. Do you, but, uh, uh, they've, do you they've use got the it here. Uh, Sonic app? Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's happy hour all day happy long. Happy hour all day long. If you don't know what happy hour is and you have a Sonic in your vicinity. By the yeah. way, Sonic food is fine. You're not yeah. going for the food. You're going no. for the drinks. You're going for the ice cream. Yes. Look at it as Dairy Queen with better drinks. Yes. Um, from two to five every day, all drinks are half price. Mm-hmm. And with the app, they're half price all day long. So I can get a Route 44 uh, Diet Coke and a Route 44 ice water yep. for a dollar and sixty four cents. Eighty eight ounces of fluid. Of yeah, that's exactly right. Eighty eight ounces of heaven, my friend. <laughs> and uh, genuinely, when me and Puppet Up were moving across the country yeah. during the summer with no air conditioner in my truck, we hit every Sonic in between Louisiana and New Mexico, which is basically just every Sonic in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'd get my Route 44 Diet Coke, and she'd get her small ice water, and I'd put them in the cup holders, and she'd just drink her ice water all day long, loving life. Nice. All right. <laughs> back to back to wrestling, everybody. <laughs> Back to the back to the the less the lesser important things. That's exactly right. So uh, Andrade and Sammy altercated. Yeah, they did uh, last week. Uh, and they were told not to. Monday. They were told ahead of time. Yeah. Due they to basically the announced that they were going to. Basically, on Twitter said, "Yeah, hey, let's fight. Maybe Wednesday I'll see you." Hold on, let's we'll let's fight. go. But then we then let's, they let's said be they clear won't about this. Yeah. Sammy Guevara said to Andrade, "Hey, let's fight." Right. Andrade replied, them's fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> and then they showed up on Wednesday and there was a fight. But also said, but also said, don't worry about me basically saying, don't worry about me beating you up because I'm a professional. Yeah. In the, in the Twitter, <laughs> in the Twitter verse. Uh, yeah. So Andrade was on a podcast. He said something about like, he, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to name about, names. I don't want to name names, but Sammy Guevara. But Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Yeah, Samuel Alito yes. Guevara, whatever his full him name is. Samuel Alito Guevara. I would That's love right. it if Alito was his middle name. <laughs> uh, so basically, that he's a crybaby about being hit too hard and things like that. Yeah. And uh, said so the Sammy Miz Mom, hits harder. Said the Miz hits harder. Right. Yeah. Oh he knew what God. he was doing. He knew exactly oh, what he was doing. He knows how to get under that skin. He said, "Who who is someone who I can get into real trouble with?" And he saw <laughs> Sammy Guevara and said, "That's the guy I'm going to pick on." Sammy, in of course, took been, the bait. Yeah. In case you've been hiding under a rock, Triple H probably gave Andrade a little call. Yeah. The man wants out of his contract. And yep. even, I believe, I, I don't know where this was. Mm-hmm. People I trust basically said he was, quote unquote, joking about letting 10 pin him. Yes. Because it was like a mask versus career match. Yeah. This was all in that same podcast episode okay. or, or same interview. I clearly. I, I need only to get read back it. into my wrestling it. podcasts. I don't. I, it might have been a, a written interview, for all I know, but because yeah. I only read the transcripts. But uh, yeah, right. he basically joked about, yeah, maybe I'll just let Ten pin me, or I'll you know. So that match down. was canceled immediately. Yeah, so that match was canceled, and uh, oh. so then basically they say they're going to fight. He shows up. They 
We got extra security, supposedly. They both talked to them before they arrived for TV and said, you know, you're not going to fight, right? And they both said, no, we're not going to fight. Don't worry about me. And then the first thing that happened when they showed up was uh, supposedly, but by more reports than not, Mm -hmm. Andrade uh, basically was waiting for Sammy, grabbed him. Sammy may or may not have pushed him away. And then uh, Andrade threw a couple of punches um, and the fight was broken up super quick because of the increased security. Andrade was immediately sent home and told he was not going to be fired for this specifically. And then Sammy got to pin uh, Daniel Garcia in the main event of the television. So not a bad night, not a bad night for Sammy. By the way, we're in this situation now where Sammy Guevara could be the biggest asshole like wrestling's ever seen, <laughs> or he could be the most unlucky dude yeah. who's just around people who are just having bad days. Yeah, wanting to get. A- and the thing is, Andrade from all the stuff with Eddie Kingston clearly knows. Mm-hmm. Sammy's a guy you can piss off really easy. Sammy yep. has thin skin. I think that's exactly why. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what he he knew exactly what he was doing. And what sucks the most for Sammy mm-hmm. is that if that's correct, and it probably is, mm-hmm. he's still the guy that's been in major physical altercations with two different guys. Yeah. But yeah. luckily, clearly, AEW is watching things a little more closely, mm-hmm. and we're able to ascertain what really happened. And Sammy got the pin, uh, it, it, old Danny Garcia. By most accounts, and this makes sense that he got to do that, is that Sammy probably realized what was up and didn't fall for it when the when it came yeah. to blows. Like he yeah. intentionally held back and did not, and that probably was noticed by everybody. Man. Um, okay, do if yeah. you were Andrade in that situation, yeah, like after the fight you, or going into the before. Uh-huh. Do you do you walk into that room eating muffins, <laughs> or, with or do bag, you think that would tip everybody with off? The garbage bag of spindrifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I think that's yeah. that's the that's the way I uh, that's the way I do it. I think just yeah, just let them know. <laughs> just be upfront with that's it. That's the way to say like this like isn't walking be, a this dog. This isn't slowing down. Yeah. yeah. You've got a random ass dog, right? Oh my god! Yeah, that would just be a good. random that indie wrestler no one's ever seen before in their lives. Yeah, just yeah. chomping at the bit, wearing like a <laughs> wearing a uh, muzzle. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> Which could have been Ric Flair. He could have just had Ric Flair there snapping at people. Ric Flair could have been his ace. Oh yeah, my Ric god, Flair could have bit amazing. somebody. Rick he probably would have bit Tay Mello if he asked. He would have bit that woman right on the ass, and we all know that's what would happen. And he would have jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, he would jumped have jumped up, him. slapped his shoulders, and done the strut. It would have been, <laughs> yeah, it would have been something. Oh man, uh, that's no. like the drunk history version of the all out. Yeah, maybe we can. Maybe we can when we start doing these. Um, when Sam and Mel launch these these fight game media audio dramas. Audio dramas. Yeah. I think this needs to be one as well. It's like, what if? Yeah, that's exactly right. We can do our what ifs. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep moving here. What's what's next? Uh, let's see. Bandito. Oh, yeah. With Wait, before we get to Bandito, mm-hmm. you bring up a good point here. Again, I'm looking at... By the way, Kevin makes immaculate notes for this show. This is the whole reason this show goes okay sometimes with me on it. Um, 
one of Kevin's notes here was, was there a double standard considering the Bucks and Kenny didn't are reported Supposedly. to have not thrown punches either? Yeah. Yeah. And they're still gone. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, like, they're on in lockdown or something. Like, they, they can't even see their wives. They haven't heard from a single human being yeah. <laughs> since been, this fight. They've been disappeared. Yeah, they're in solitary like confinement. A, like a Chinese dissident or in, something. In, in the con in the con dungeon right. under under the Jags Stadium in Jacksonville. <laughs> um so yeah, and uh they apparently did nothing either while Sammy's just getting to pin people and make out with Ty Ty Mello yeah. right there on national TV. Just living his best life. I the only thing apparently. I can think of is that the Bucks and Kenny probably started it, you know, like Yeah. The they fact were the ones they, who went into the locker room in the first place, and you yeah, know, which doesn't so. sound as menacing as kicking the door open. Yeah, but you know, yeah, uh, the AEW lawyer gently opened the door for them. Same <laughs> right. thing, right? Same right, thing. Right. Yeah, and I also one thing I also noticed was uh, that the story of this whole thing was broken not by Fightful or any you know uh, people who normally get texts from wrestlers about something crazy happening at TV, but TMZ was ahead of the entire wrestling news landscape on this. I have controversial thoughts on and the way, and I don't know if you've read the article, but the way that that article was written was very interesting because it was basically described as, um, you know, Sammy and Andrade had argued on Twitter they showed up Andrade's yes. perspective, right? Andrade, when they came to see each other, it said that uh, Sammy shoved Andrade and mm. then punches were thrown. Yeah. From yeah. Andrade. Right. This From sounds... Andrade. And only Andrade. Listen, let's say you're a TMZ employee. Yeah. You're sitting around in your cubicle. You're like, I don't know, bouncing a ball on the floor. You're bored. Mm-hmm. And you and your phone rings and you pick it up and you just hear, "Woo!" Yeah. <laughs> you're doing whatever that person says. You're doing. You're printing whatever they've got to right. say. You ever watch that TMZ TV that show unknown, where they show him the unknown caller? Yeah, they show him in the bullpen like pitching stories. Yeah. like yeah. I can just see the guy being like, That's "I got exactly Ric Flair where. on the phone right now." Yeah, he just holds <laughs> the phone out and you just hear the "woo" over the phone, and they're just like, "Print it, yeah. print it." Whatever he says, whatever he says, print it as is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also Andrade basically in that same interview, basically confessed to the fact that he was, his contract is being tampered with, which I, which you can't do it justice because I'm trying to, I'm going to try to find if it's audio because I want to hear it in his voice. Just that kind of whispery accented voice. Yes. Saying like, if I, let's say that he already contacted me, I'm not even going to try to do the voice. Oh my God. He, if let's just say that if he contacted me, he could have problems. So I won't talk about that. But if he wants so to I communicate w- with me, my wife works for him and the communication is there. It's immediate, but I don't think that should create legal problems or anything. Oh my God. I would have <laughs> mega so far up that man's asshole yeah. right now. Right. Oh my God. That I love that. I love wrestling. I love this side of wrestling more than actual wrestling. Yeah. The, the insanity of, of this worked life they're right. all living. Who is it that, uh, oh, I'm so bad at this, of thinking something's great. I need to write it down when I read it. But someone in the uh, Fight Game Media Facebook group talked about how uh, Tony Khan and AEW is basically like Kermit on The Muppet Show now. <laughs> 
Like he's just like every week he's just he's just trying to put on a good show and there's just and like just Gonzo chaos. selling his soul to the devil and you yeah. know there's just chaos erupting like around Leo him Sayers every up there causing chaos. Yeah. Just just Fozzie's just wandering off getting into nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a re- whoever said that. I'm gonna I need to buy you a drink. Like that is a great analogy. That's so good. Okay, next, Bandito yeah. has apparently, supposedly come to terms with AEW, but there's been no graphic, there's been no announcement. He mm-hmm. also has an offer from the WWE, mm-hmm. and there's some interesting things that happened like a half an hour ago when mm. we're recording this that I think could could come to play in, the, in this oh, yes. matter, yeah. where I don't think it's settled, and that is the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. one of whom... Mr. Anderson mm-hmm. is the current New Japan never weight, uh, never open never, weight, never open weight champion. Exactly. The never Man, weight. I just got lost on that. The never weight champion. The never, That's right. Never the less. Yeah. The nevertheless, never wear champion. And so they're brought out. And I believe before they brought, out, I didn't see this. I was told mm-hmm. basically AJ styles comes to the ring and tells, um, what's his Finn name? Balor. Finn Balor. Like, the gang's back together. Yeah, he basically says, the, like, I need my friends. I need the people, my original yeah. family or something, kind of yeah. implying that it was Balor. Yeah, and then the Good Brothers come out. Yeah. And you basically have Bullet Club back together. Yep. And New Japan has been retweeting all of WWE's tweets on this, making hmm. you think they have some sort of a deal where the Good Brothers can still wrestle in New Japan. Hmm. and defend that belt. If that's true, I think that is the most devastating blow Triple H could have thrown in this battle to, to bury Tony Khan. Because the one reason you would not go to WWE when they could offer you much way more money, again, their last contract before with WWE was 750000 a year each mm-hmm. for the Good Brothers. The reason you don't do that is generally people who love wrestling, like Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. and they want to express that love, that art, and they couldn't do it in WWE. Right. Well, now we don't know they can't do it, number one. And number two, to be able to get the life-changing WWE money, but still mm-hmm. have the ability to go wrestle Okada in, in New Japan, mm-hmm. that's the dream. That's what That's they tried Brian to get. Danielson's yeah. dream. That's what they tried to get for Brian Danielson. Yeah, and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. But whatever deal, whatever forbidden door deal AEW has with New Japan, there has to be an end date. There has to be paperwork, and there has to be an end date. That end date might be December thirty first, twenty twenty two, or mm-hmm. maybe January fifth, so that it includes Wrestle Kingdom. And this might be the beginning. Just just Triple H saying, if we sign this guy, we'll still let him wrestle for you. S- simple as that. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, they're playing ball. We're going to retweet some stuff. <laughs> That's so dangerous, man. That's so dangerous. Because yeah. now. I'm looking at it right instance, now. They just straight up retweeted. It's on the New Japan World Twitter yeah. account. They straight up just retweeted it. WWE clip of Gals, Gals and Anderson. That is not something they've done before. No. That's something that's not done. And to me, if and Kevin, 
ifing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you might be trying to steal a young buck, maybe a couple of them, mm-hmm. or a Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great way to say, hey. Oh, my gosh. Your friends are all together. The Bullet Club is here right now. And if you were to sign, yeah, you could do anything you wanted in New Japan anytime you wanted. Just yeah. letting you know. This is now we're getting into full on conspiracy territory with what I'm about to Listen, say. Listen, this is conspiracy corner, man. Yeah, it's so back. This is conspiracy corner. It's back and better than ever. So we're gonna go with it. And you know what? What what what? What one last thing. Okay. If you were gonna ask, hey man, what would it take to to get a little worm in Kenny Omega's head? Yeah. What would it take to get a little worm in the young bucks' heads? I bet Cody Rhodes is the guy to ask. <laughs> Yeah, I bet Cody Rhodes knows Cody, just the what mastermind. To say. Here's the thing, you know when um, when AEW first started, everyone thought, "Oh, this is going to be the new partner to New Japan." And it turned out New Japan wanted nothing to do with that at first, right? Nothing because they stole other people. Well, they stole other people, and not only did they do that, but they announced it in front of the Tokyo Dome the day or. I guess it was January 1st. So three days before Not the biggest move. show of the year in front of their building. This would be the equivalent of announcing yeah. of, of Roman Reigns announcing he's starting a new promotion in front of Madison Square Garden. Yeah. In front of the, in front, like two yeah. days before WrestleMania in the right. garden. Right. What which an led, you. Which led and to. How, how sweet would it be of revenge to three years oh later. God. Steal those stars and shut the forbidden door forever to Tony Gunn. And I think it's doable. I think everything's doable with Triple H. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a cunning guy. I think he and his wife got Vince thrown out of the company. And uh, I totally believe that too. And Nikki, tricky Nikki Gunn, too. Yeah, who's their boy? I don't. So I don't think anything. I don't put anything past them. They've been playing. Look. Triple H was a major star during the most political era in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. He learned from the best. He learned from Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels. He learned how to play the game. He is the game, Kevin. Yes, <laughs> that he is. And oh my God, I really think there's something here. I genuinely like. Look, I love doing Conspiracy Corner. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Mm-hmm. I love that Cody Rhodes is deeply embedded in WWE now as a spy. Yeah, but I genuinely believe maybe he's a triple agent. I, not that not that Triple H is about to bring down Tony Khan and sign with with New Japan. I believe this is clearly an overture, mm-hmm. and that New Japan is aware of it. Oh yeah, and 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 that they're think that's doing a small gesture in return. Yeah, and that is how you build partnerships. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's that gives me chills. That's. It's yeah. terrifying for AEW. Yeah, it is. Although, listen, as long as they've got John Silver, they're good. And I don't think John <laughs> Silver's going anywhere. Silver's going anywhere. No. All right. What do we have left? Bandito. So, yeah. But also, Bandito's a guy who would probably mm-hmm. love WWE money and the ability to wrestle in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And I bet New Japan would love to have Bandito for a little while. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. All right. So. Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Maria Kanellis, and Vincent, not Soul Train Jones. No. Vincent, another one. The other Vincent. Apparently, 
are all reportedly done with impact as of this weekend. Mm -hmm. And to me, knowing nothing, I know nothing about this. I haven't talked to Mike Gilbert at all about this. Yeah. Um, if they're done, like they probably said no to some new contracts. Makes me think they've got places they might want to go. And I don't know where. Could be WWE, could be AEW, could be Mm -hmm. GCW. Matt Cardone has done quite well there. Who knows? I don't know. But um, it's an interesting uh, situation. Yeah, I could see them going either way. I could see them using the Ring of Honor. I could see them getting picked up to be on Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor would be a great move, yeah. And uh, because they're so associated with them. And Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, Maria would be great. Uh, she's a great behind-the-scenes person uh, in, yeah. women's, in women's division. She could actually help shape that up. But if they mm-hmm. just put her on Ring of Honor, it may not be that great. Or they could just use that as leverage to get another WWE contract that they can complain about in two years, just like they always do whenever they get a Mike Bennett gets a WWE yeah. contract. I remember at my first Mania weekend, I took a picture of Maria, and she had a little thing out listed like the hashtags to use. Mm-hmm. And one of them was legs. Like that was a hashtag she used. Okay. And I had a girl I was friends with just jump down my throat for having the gall to use the hashtag legs. <laughs> like on an image she told of me of an to. attractive woman. Yeah. And I'm like, she told me to. And, yeah. And basically I don't remember what the response was. Something, the effect of, I don't believe that woman spoke to you. I don't yeah. know. It was very rude. Very rude. <laughs> I had a friend who went to an ROH show. Uh, I was going to the RHL show and took my friend who d- who doesn't watch wrestling but only goes because he likes going to it with me. Right. And then my other friend was going because a friend of his got like tickets through a radio station. This was like yeah. ROH. This was when uh, Adam Cole was still there, but before the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one thing he came away with from that show was a photo with uh, Maria Canellas that I think he paid like $25 for. That's a win. He'd never heard of her. He was just like, who is this? And they were out yeah. hanging out. You know, That was the same show that I asked uh, Matt Taven if I could touch the IWGP title belts that he had. Mm-hmm. He had the tag titles at the time. What did he say? And I said, can I touch the belt? He goes, sure, 15 bucks. Oh, and I, shit. <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, that's okay. He's like, that's cool. Let me know if you change your mind. <laughs> I like that your friend took a look at Maria. Yeah. Did not know who she was, but no. he's like, yep, this yep. is worth 25 bucks. 25 bucks to get a photo with her. That's fair. All right, we are 52 minutes in. Yeah. We've not mentioned anything that happened this last week in AEW. So let's hit the let's hit the heat index, Kevin. All right. Let's see. You have an honorable mention this I week? I have an honorable mention this week, and that honorable mention goes to, quote, the house. Everyone, wa- a- everyone is claiming the house. Everyone's claiming the house. Everyone they wants re- to be the house. I, I wonder if they realize the house always wins. <laughs> Maybe that's why they want it. Because of the house. I think that, yeah. You know, the housing market's very tight right now. Everyone. Okay, so I I know yeah. two. I know yeah. Swerve. I know it's Swerve's house. Yeah. It's also Soraya's house. Yeah, so this was all just on Dynamite. Just on one episode of Dynamite. We had okay. Swerve say that it was his house. Daddy mm-hmm. Ass corrected him to say this was now Daddy Ass's house. Mm-hmm. Then Soraya came out and reminded us this is her house. Actually, before that, Britt mm-hmm. did a video saying that Soraya was not going to be cleared to wrestle, in which case it could no longer be her house. Yeah. Therefore, that's Britt fair. Baker's house, which I guess she's going to turn into a now, practice. There's a lot of potential here. Yeah. You could have a match for the house. Yeah. 
But also, a lot of times, in a lot of industries, the house is referring to money. Mm -hmm. How much money the house brought in. Mm -hmm. So my theory is, if anybody has the house, if it's anybody's house, unfortunately, it's probably Soraya's house. Mm. I have a feeling Soraya's getting more, more of the house here than anybody else. Yeah. I think the one person you can definitely disqualify there would be Daddy Ass. Although I think he's underpaid whatever he's getting. Whatever he's yeah. getting, he needs more. But if you were to go through and say which one of those four people got the biggest reaction. Daddy Ass. Daddy Ass. Had to be. Yeah. Had to be. Okay. Yeah. Daddy Ass is clearly the most over of these four right now. Mm-hmm. From their last appearance. Yeah. As Who's of this number week. two? Is it Swerve or is it Brit? Uh, I don't know. I would say Soraya. Or is it Soraya? Okay. Soraya. Okay, that's fair. She, you know, she's surprised everyone by throwing down with Brit. I got everyone excited. That's right. That was a huge pop when, yeah, because that gave people hope there will be an actual wrestling match at right. some point. Right. They they so that's one say situation where Tony. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's one situation where Tony realized the mistake and fixed it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. By having her get to a physical altercation. By have her altercating with some folks. By have her altercating. Soraya needs yeah. to altercate. You, yeah. You asked the question earlier mm-hmm. off off camera, off should, mic. Yes. Should this be a reality show? Should this be the reality show? This is my well, house. Of course this should be a reality Just Swerve, Daddy Ass, Soraya, and Britt living in like a, I don't know, make it like a tiny house so it's only like 800 square yeah. feet. Oh, that'd be great. I would like people to chime in on Twitter. And on Facebook at Peppermint Fatty at Kevin Ely, and of course our actual names on Facebook. I'm James B McDaniel because mm-hmm. there was another James McDaniel from a, from a big crime show. I think maybe it was it Homicide I don't know. Uh, on IMDb. So I had to be James B McDaniel. Mm. I'm just but, Kevin um, Ely too. I see. So let us know. Let us know yeah. what you think the yeah. shape of this reality show should be. Is this a competition show where they have mm. to each do different or just like the real reach world, different objectives the drama? Yeah. Or is it just real world yeah. or is it a more of a big brother, which can be a real world, but with people getting voted out, be mm. a very short show, mm-hmm. but you could also throw in, um, throw in old cream guy from, uh, what's his name old from uh, BTE cream guy from BTE. His brother's uh, Zach, his brother's um, right, uh, Nemeth. Yeah, Ryan Nemeth. Throw him Ryan in. So you've got a clear nut first boot. Throw in okay. Ryan Nemeth as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the house is a great is a great honorable mention. This week. Yeah, I figure they need to be mentioned. Okay, number five. I got Pack. number five. Oh, that's a good one. Worked double duty this week. Not only double duty, back to back, back to back. Yeah, and I thought that was a slap in the face to Trent Beretta because Trent Beretta. Listen, I know you people don't like Trent Bretta. You're yeah. blind for some reason. Trent had a great match with Pat. That was a great match. He did. It was a good match, yeah. Took a crazy bump through a table. Yeah. There was not a not not a bad moment in that match. And there were a lot of bad moments on a lot of these matches that shouldn't have had bad moments. Mm-hmm. Not by Trent. But all of it was marred by the fact Pat just had a match just had a had a a huge match right before that. Major right. Six man tag against one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live in Johnny Hungy. <laughs> and didn't hold back either. Like he didn't like I thought it might back. be like, oh, he he's trying to save himself. Yeah. Use the hammer. Yeah. Talk about holding back. Right. No, he didn't. They went hard. They went 
I did not like that match early on. Yeah. I really liked that match near the end. Yeah. Around me too. the time people started chanting, this is awesome in both <laughs> matches. Like, yeah. I think they did in both matches. Yeah. But that match had just started picking up when they did that. Right. I loved, I loved that Pat got that. I love that he was presented as the killer because it's too he was. often. I think he's really one of the most taken for granted of and, all the people they have in terms of. And a lot of, of people forget. Yeah. Everybody thought he was going to be a much bigger deal in AEW. Yeah. His, one of his first matches was a win over Kenny Omega. That's right. He was one of the first people they announced. He was one of the people that they yeah. really played up. You know, at some point, we'll, as we get more history, we'll we'll probably need to go back and start looking at some of those early shows. and you know, That's exactly what we need to do. Talking about some of that stuff. Um, yeah, as I, you I know, thought it was cool. Yeah, what, go ahead. As you know, I can acquire older shows for you whenever you need. Oh, yeah. Just so That's one know. thing I that I wish I had was, you know, like I've got All DVDs of, yeah. of old ROH, but like there's no network. No, there's no way to get these old shows. Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking, unless you're my personal friend. Yeah. Literally the only <laughs> way. Yep. But uh, no, we should start going over some older shows. Um. All right. Let's see. Number. Oh, is the hammer overdone? Kevin, what I, do you think? I mean, it's a thing. I mean, it's like. You it's know. like a little rock hammer, by the way. It's like not a right. It's not a significant hammer. It's not a significant hammer. It's like a. It's I like mean, when if a, it was a ball peen hammer, that's a whole yeah. other matter. Are you a Werner Herzog fan? Do you know? Made big time. Uh, if you heard the story about him getting shot, no, he was shot. Uh, he was doing an interview for someone, either for a documentary or for the news, and he got Did the shot. Interviewer shoot him. No, it That'd was like amazing. a random. So there was shooting happening around, and somehow he got hit with a bullet, and he continued the interview. That's a, and that's someone, someone was like, situation right you, there. you've been shot. And, and Werner said, it was not a significant bullet. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to really get over on patrol live on here, mm-hmm. but it's like such a big part of my life. Cause it's like the, the big show right, for the network. Right. I run social media on, but this weekend cops in Toledo, that's one of the new departments is Toledo, Ohio. Um, cops show up at this woman's house due to a shooting. Mm-hmm. Like there was a drive-by shooting or something. And they're like, are these the bullet holes? She's like, no, those are the old bullet holes. These are the, these are, these <laughs> are the are, new ones. These are from the, the new ones. Yeah. And I cracked <laughs> up so hard. I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Like, my God, that's the beauty of a show like that. Yeah. Those are the, and, and much like uh Werner Herzog during his interview, these, yeah. these were the new bullet holes. Yeah. Don't okay. Don't worry about the no, old bullet holes. Don't worry about those. Number four. I have so this bounced around a lot. I've changed up the list like three times this weekend. Number four, I have MJF. He had a good match. He had a great match. I thought it was that was my favorite match of the week with uh, Wheeler Yuta. Super fun. Um, you can tell they enjoy working together. Yeah, and you can tell they have a lot of history together, like mm-hmm. we knew. Yeah, and uh, you know they had that great spot where he kept rolling out of the way of the dives, and then finally he rolled three fourths the way across the ring and. Yeah. Yuta just dives three fourths the way across the ring and hit him. That was awesome. Uh, and then, um, you know, they had this little storyline afterwards where Yuta's maybe going to shake his hand and then the firm comes in and attacks. MGF is like, why'd you do that? Yelling at them, which I got into before, I think is part of the whole thing of trying to make him seem like he's not messing with people when he really is. Um, you know, I think he loves those angles where, um, you know, 
there's like a things sort of happen. And then after a certain point, yeah. you realize it was all part of a master plan. Right. Uh, and I think that's kind of where we're, we're on that, tr- that phase of the MJF thing right now. Is he like your upscale Bray Wyatt? Is that what he is? A little. Bray seems to have He's a lot better of though. Cause plans. at least it goes somewhere like, you know, it's, it kind of repeats, but MJF storylines yeah. all, they have a beginning and a middle and an end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, the punk MJF feud, uh, that's the best feud I've seen in years. So, you and we're never even going to get a payoff. We're never going to get it again. Most yeah. likely. Most likely. Or if we do, it'll be two years from now. Right. In WWE. <laughs> in WWE. Uh, yeah. Listen, if, if WWE doesn't end up with Punk out of this, I will be shocked. And I know, like, Punk, Punk and Moxley are the last two people to go back. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. AEW made $100 million last year. WWE made over a billion. Yeah. If they wanted to pay him 10 million, they could and not blink. They could. AW can't. I mean, they physically could, Mm -hmm. but there's no way they're going to do that. That's too risky a move. Yeah. They could do like 6 million for a year. Yeah. And then, you know, bring him in like for a couple of programs, put him up against Roman Reigns. Exactly. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh my God! Have his little attack dog on staff. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, that'd yeah. be so good. One thing I like was another little storyline thing with the MGF thing was uh, sort of a Regal just sort of getting up and ever so casually just putting brass knuckles on on his way to the ring. That uh, was my favorite thing to happen on AW this week. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and reveal right now my number two on my heat index is the is brass real. knuckles. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's not even Regal. It's his brass yeah. knuckles. Yeah. I think he's going to pay for that later. I think it's all setting up a. It's all set up right now. He's getting acting like he's all scared of Regal, and then it's going to turn. I think we're going to get Regal's taking that dynamite diamond ring to the head. Oh yeah, he's going to bleed. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I think uh, Renee will probably get messed with in some way. It's going to get real personal. Oh, I didn't even now think November, of that yet. I think yeah. Yeah, it is. By the way, November's coming up real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, we're probably only, what, five weeks away from yeah. Full Gear? That's my goal. I'm going to have my brand new TV. Oh, nice. That I've been planning on getting for a while mm-hmm. by Full Gear. That's that's my deadline right now. All right. I'm putting it out in the world. I'm manifesting it, Kevin. <laughs> good, good. I believe it. I believe it. Unfortunately, I'll have to pay for it as well, but still. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. Anything else on that one? I, I like so. that you say yeah. this is like a glimpse of what he would look like as champion. Oh, I yeah. I think you're 100% right. Yeah, that's what I feel like that match was. He acts like he's the champion right now. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. love it. I think he'd be a great. I think he would be great. And uh, I, I want him to be the champion for like two years. Oh, that would be amazing. I really want him to be a long-term champion with a lot of people chasing it. Yeah, I think he could do it. He's really he be- good. Yeah, if anybody can do it, it's him. Yeah. All right, number... That was number four, right? Number Number three. Number three, I have Chris Jericho, and then in parentheses have like Daniel Garcia and (laughs) Brian Danielson kind of along for the ride with them. But basically, this show is just revolving around Chris Jericho at this point. Like, I know Mox is the man, he's the ace, all that. So I thought about putting Chris Jericho... number. I had him at number one, I had him at number two... I ended up putting Listen, him at number three because I feel like he's kind of being forced down our throats a little bit. 
In if Chris team. Jericho, we know he's making the God tier money. He's making yeah. Jericho tier money. This man might be making nineteen ninety five an hour. Yeah. For all we're seeing it. He is <laughs> right. He is earning yeah. that money right now. Yeah. I Whether you it love it or you hate it. Yeah. I counted it up. And if you count him being on commentary, he was in eight segments across the two shows Lord. this week. It's too much. Yeah. He's been That's he's been the much. main event on television three weeks in a row. I think that I don't remember if that includes next week or is uh is before or before next week. But he's right. basically the main event player on television. I don't know. I haven't looked at all that closely at the ratings to see if there's a really good reason for that, but clearly he he uh, leveraged uh his uh his status as a locker room leader, you know, when when the opening came up for him to step up and uh in a be a leader, he he led them right into putting him on the <laughs> main segments of every show. Kevin, let me tell you how bored I am with Chris Jericho. Yeah, and I hate to say this, I'm so bored. You started talking about Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. and then my mind started wandering to Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, and then my mind started wandering to this weird piece of hair I have going on that I can't understand which <laughs> side of my part it goes on. Yeah, and then I came back and I was like, wait, who's he talking about? Yeah. And that's never happened in the history, the history of the boom. Yeah. It's the highlight of my week talking to you about wrestling. Yeah. And that's Chris Jericho just murdered my brain. Wow. Cause it's, Oh, it's too much. It's yeah. just a little it's too, too much, much. Chris Jericho. It's too much. And there was a time when he could have pulled all this off yeah. and he's almost doing it right now. Uh-huh. And, and, but he's not, he's just, it's just a little more. It's just a little too over the top. He's doing yeah, like an 11. He should have been doing take, like an eight. Take it down. Yeah. Well, 15%. And I think, great. and I think they're, they're like scrapping all kinds of stuff just to, just to cater to him because the, there was the whole Jay lethal thing about him insisting on the handshake with Darby. Yeah. And I think the only reason they're doing that is so that Jay lethal can be a code of honor guy and lose to Jericho. And then he'll just go think, right yeah. back to being a bad guy. Yeah, I think so. And I think the thing is, is it's not, I think, they've given Jericho too much leeway over the years, mm-hmm. but and for the most part, it's been good for, for the, them. For the most part, it's been good. And and if they are giving it to him right now, he's earned that right. Cause yes. he and Moxley are the two that have always stepped up when they needed somebody. That is true. Whether Kenny's hurt or CM Punk's out here eating muffins, yep. whatever's going on when they need him, he's there. And he always Both puts over the, the people that need to go over, whether yes. they're on his side or opponent. He this brings man up, went yeah. one and two against Orange Cassidy. Yep. And I don't know if everybody else in AEW would have done that. Yep. I know JR wouldn't have done that. Um, he got MJF ready for the main event. Yeah. Yeah. He's He is a company guy. And if he were in WWE, he'd be a company guy. He is a veteran who understands his role as a veteran and embraces mm-hmm. it. And I appreciate that. Even if he's, even if he's a little oversaturated for me, I mm-hmm. still really appreciate that about him. And I'm glad they have him because of it. And I do think if they do have a, a, a TV deal for ROH, him being the, the inaugural champion is the right move. If again, that's just a theory Yeah, I pulled out of my butt. I, th- yeah. I like the theory. I think it makes sense. Yep. And if and if that is what it is, it's the right choice. Yeah, he's the one guy that they can spare, who can move over there for a little while, mm-hmm. who can absolutely draw ratings. 
for that company. And my problem really isn't that much with him. It's just the fact that they're spending so much AEW time on Ring of Honor, and that's not. I don't watch AEW for Ring of Honor. Like I don't. Yeah, it's fine to not have Ring of Honor anymore. This is our. Uh, this looks. This is our job, people. Right. <laughs> we get paid dozens of dollars a month, That's almost. Right. Yes. To do this job, and we're here for AW, not ROH. ROH right. is a is a is a nice distraction. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be. It would be fun. You know what? Yeah. A- ROH on. is a delicious side. It's your <laughs> lobster mac and cheese. It's yeah. a beautiful side. Uh huh. But it's not the main course. It's not the main course. And it's getting a little too close to. Yeah. We're at like fifty five forty five right it now. It needs to be like a little aperitif, like, <laughs> like an amuse bouche. I liked it when they had like, okay, you have like a Ring of Honor title, like it's not a yeah. separate show, but you have this Ring of Honor title that's like the pure rules or whatever, you know, and it's so like many. the scientific whatever, and then that way you have like a belt, and that belt means there's something a- because it's like the belt for like wrestlers. Yeah, there's an AW Science Division now. Yeah. I had no clue. I had no idea. Clearly, that's going to be Britt Baker's title. (laughs) That's right. Britt Baker and Professor. She's a doctor, for God's sake. Professor Deeb. That's true. Yeah. Now, I do like like Daniel Garcia came off like he was a big deal in that last match. He feels like a big deal because we have Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson feuding over him. Right. And also, Wheeler Yuta came off like a really big deal this week. Yeah. He, but he's cutting better promos than ever. Mm-hmm. He's looking amazing in the ring with one of the best guys in the business right mm-hmm. now. He had a loss These on Wednesday, guys, but they got a win on Friday. Got yep. to be in a match with Claudio and Moxley. They let him be the one to get the win. Yep. Even though he messed up so bad in that match, almost turned it off. In the six-man? Yeah. What, we'll I talk about it. it. Okay. We'll come back to it. Don't let me forget it. All right. Because I can explain it in detail. And oh, it made me mad, Kevin. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to it. I'll, we'll get through the the last two and then we can. I was so. Oh, my, my hair was positively reddened over this. <laughs> Extra red. Along with my chapped ass. <laughs> All right. All right. Number two. Number one. Oh, number, number two. two. My God. Yeah. Well, we, can, we can probably get through number two pretty fast because it's John Moxley. Yeah. I, I had him lower because he really wasn't you know, positioned all that highly, yeah. you know, but, but just, like I feel Mike. like, you know, he, he, with, with the GCW thing and him signing and basically going all in and setting an example, uh, you know, I, I put him up there. He's the man. I, I liked his promo Mike. on hangman when he, yeah. he kind of talked about Sammy Guevara a little bit, telling hangman, he's a nice kid, but there's a lot of nice kids saying stupid shit that gets him into trouble. Yeah. I thought yeah. That was great. I had some. I had a buddy who didn't like it because he didn't like that it was alluding to all the backstage drama that was going on. Yeah, but it's didn't that, think they should have built on that. But I like that it. nice it vague fun. kind where it makes sense even if you yeah. don't know. Yeah, exactly. I liked how they had him scare off private party just by showing up, like my great grandfather in the nursing home. Yeah, he would just wave his hands and the ner- <laughs> and the wheelchairs would just part like They're the just Red part. Sea. Yeah, yeah, because that's what that's what happens. When some eighty-five-year-old whippersnapper decides to hit my great-grandpa over the head with a slipper, what? So yeah, man, an eighty-five-year-old whippersnapper stuck snuck up on my papa Tony, hit him over the head with a slipper. Papa Tony broke his jaw with an uppercut for the rest of his time at the nursing home. One hundred and ten years old, 
All he had to do was wave his hands and the wheelchairs would part like the Red Sea. That's amazing. That's a McDaniel right there, even though he wasn't a McDaniel. <laughs> he wasn't a McDaniel. He was. But uh, still, where were we? John Moxley. John Moxley, who will probably he, be that guy when he's 110. That's exactly what he'll be. Scares off private party just by like waving his hands at him. Yep. Um, Which, I mean, that works. That's the private party I know. Even yep. though Matt Hardy's trying to help them out, trying to yep. win their freedom as we speak. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Number one, the acclaimed. I love seeing them at number one, but that was I I thought the scissoring day was a ton of fun. Scissoring day was fantastic. Yeah. And I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter and in Fight Game Media Facebook groups say they were not looking forward to National Scissoring Day. And they were sold. Paul Fontaine wasn't sold. No. Paul Fontaine is a man of discerning taste who it's sometimes difficult to win over. But yeah. I think everyone else was won over almost universally. I was. I was all in on national. My, my heart grew like three sizes. Yeah. I mean, mine medically, I don't think can grow that much more, <laughs> but I was basically yeah. there as well, for right. sure. It was the bipartisan scissoring to unite America. Yes. I took that right from Kevin's notes. I love that. That is, that it is was a so great. I loved how they phrase. explained that if you don't know what scissoring is, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gesture of friendship and brotherhood. Listen, but, every yeah. incident of scissoring I've heard of was absolutely a gesture of friendship. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if it was brotherhood per se, <laughs> something akin to that. Uh-huh. Something akin to it. Yeah. Yeah. By the so, way, what's the... What? Never mind. Oh, yeah. There were the, giant scissors. The giant scissors. Yeah, I love that. He had the he had the um, the uh, gift from the mayor, I believe, that was the giant yeah. scissors. And, yeah. uh, and I love that uh, Bowens immediately ran with them and was chastised <laughs> by Daddy Ass for running with scissors. <laughs> Don't run with the scissors. The, was, when they Anthony had Bowen's the meeting, was just so great in this. Uh, he is phenomenal. Segment. He is, he is a revelation, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And I love that they clearly had a meeting in a boardroom about yeah. National Scissoring Day. Yes. And the first thing somebody said was, "Someone has to run with scissors." Yes. And then somebody said, "It has to be giant. It has scissors. to be giant scissors." Where would they get giant scissors? It would be like the key from the city. The yeah. mayor has to give them these scissors. Right. Yeah. That's, like, just that's good the meeting right there. Yeah. And by the way, as has been well documented here, I have really bad short-term memory. Mm -hmm. Was this the first use of their new scissor move that they used on Mark Sterling? I believe it was the second, because I think they did it the first time in the tag title match when they won. I love it. I love it. I I love that they're like, scissoring is over. Yeah. Maybe more than you guys. Right. You've got to have a scissoring move. Got to figure out a scissoring move. And it, yeah. And, and they, so they went back and watched some Dudley form. matches and were like, okay, we've got to get a move that everyone will get into. This is it. We, yeah. This is it. I don't know. It was just like, you just don't get nights like, I mean, when you no. do something like that and the people, you could just, how happy that whole arena was when they, because they had to pause. Like he, he had a thing where they said, let's all like in the spirit of joy and friendship, you know, peace be with you, brother. Let's all yeah. scissor each other. And let's the entire arena up. scissor guys. And then they were ready to move on. But then there was just like this collective laughter that went through the whole arena because everyone was filled with such joy. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of playing I, along with I, this. 
I don't think wrestling should always be comedy. Yeah. Wrestling should always be fun. Yeah. And wrestling yes. should always make you happy, so happy you want to giggle like a little girl. Yeah. And that's what this was. Yeah. And everyone loved being there together for National Scissoring Day. Everyone turned to their closest parishioner mm-hmm. and scissored them out mm-hmm. of friendship. Yes. Much like I did with, with handshakes as a Catholic child. Yes. And it was beautiful. It was. But to me, this is the only thing right now in AEW that's 100% over. 100%. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, 100% you claim over, number yeah. one. Yeah. MJF number two. Mm-hmm. Daniel Garcia slash Wheeler Yuta. Okay. Number three, because yeah. I feel like they're at the same yep. spot now. Yeah. Which is a big win for Wheeler Yuta because he was not in this spot right. early on. Then you've got the um, brass knuckles. Okay. And then you have literally nothing. <laughs> That's fair. Literally I can't argue with that. Nothing. That's a valid list. I've got one thing that I really liked this week, yeah. but it's not big enough to make this list. Okay. I'll talk about it as we go through um, kind of a few of the things from Dynamite and Rampage this week. Yeah. Really, it's a Rampage thing. All right. All right. We got about All right. 15 minutes or so left to come. We had some around. we had we had some hoss fights this week. Yep. Um Wardlow versus Brian Cage was great. I yeah, really liked I, I it. I really enjoyed it. Um and it's a real shame we're probably not going to see Brian Cage again for 6 months. Yeah. We saw him here, yeah. we saw him on Rampage. Right. That's it. That's all we're going to get for 6 months most likely. And that's a real shame. Um let's see. Athena, Tony Storm, Willow, Nightingale beat Jimmy Hader, Penelope Ford, Serena Deeb. Really excited. They're starting to put some fire behind Willow Nightingale. Yeah. She's somebody that can get over big time. I like her right now. Yeah. Uh, Athena and Tony Storm um, might as well be sleeping pills um, for me right now. Same. Hate to say it. Um, Penelope Ford, I'm liking. Serena, I'm okay with right now. Jamie mm-hmm. Hader's the hottest thing in the business. Um, be great if we could replace Athena and Tony with people that I care about, mm-hmm. and maybe I'd be more interested in that. Yeah. Um, John Silver did a pack impression, which was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is one of the things I want to talk about. Okay. Madison Rain is a coach. They're clearly putting Sky Blue as one of her priorities, and I think smartly. Everyone knows I'm a huge Sky Blue fan, mm-hmm. like both – in kayfabe because i think she's hot but also seriously i think she's a good wrestler um so madison rain sky blue are doing a promo and tayj comes out yep and they interfere and i think sky blue delivered two lines Mm -hmm. and in those two lines i realized she's one of the top five promos in women's division (laughs) right now in AEW. she's infinitely better than ty conti she's a thousand times better um, then Anna J. Mm-hmm. She was the best promo there, and just delivering two simple lines. She delivered them like a real person talking to yeah, other. She real just sounded like a normal person. Yeah, that's all. And that right there, in that the acting is reacting. That's all you need to get over is be a real person. And she was able to be a real person in front of that camera. And I think that's the big thing, is when all these other women and men, a lot of men like this too. When they see that camera, they want to deliver a line like they're on the Kardashians. Right. And those people are terrible actors. Yeah. They're terrible. And she actually delivered a real human line, and I loved it. Um, what would you think of Hangman Roosh? 
I thought it was fun. I'm not a huge Roosh fan because I always feel like he's. Everybody talks about how he's the best thing since sliced bread. And I always just think, okay, he's fine, but I don't see any charisma at all. I guess I it's know. a different kind. I mean, I can I can see that probably in in Mexico in the in I'm that, sure in he's that, huge. Yeah, and that to see him in that context this, with those fans, I think probably is a very different kind of charisma. But in it like in an alternate in, reality, yeah. I'm the biggest Roosh fan in the world, and I'm always dressed like a bumblebee. But this isn't that reality, <laughs> and he's not as over. I like. I wish I liked him more. Yeah, and maybe I will. My main I thing can't. is I feel like he's always mad at whoever. I mean, like not like yeah. mad in character, but I feel like he's always mad to be there. Yeah, he I was. Just seems like he doesn't want to be there. Remember the hit, when he really got over in that battle royal? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what battle royal that was, but man, he was awesome in that battle royal. I wish I had that Rouge all the time. This doesn't feel like the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one person did get over with me anew this week, and we'll get to them eventually. Okay. Um, we don't need to talk about Lucha and Fuego. Good yeah. lord. I was wondering, was um, it Fuego? All right, what's that? Was it Fuego? No, I love it? Fuego. Oh, okay. Fuego's great. He's one of the best luchadors to ever come out of Alabama. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he is, he is. At least top um, All right, Rampage, Battle of the Belts. Yep. Let's see. What did you think of Blackpool versus Private Party and Roosh of all people? I did like that match. That was I a good like match. That match. a lot. And I liked it. At one it. point. Yeah. At one point. Okay, yeah. I believe it was maybe Roosh, somebody, like, raked Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta's eyes. Mm-hmm. And Wheeler Yuta struggles to his feet. Okay. Stumbles back against the ropes. Mm-hmm. And the two members of Private Party start running full speed across the ring at him. From one set of ropes to the other, Kevin. Full speed. And then they both stop completely, get in line one behind the other, while Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta gestures for one to come towards him. And I don't even remember what happens. <laughs> then he gestures for the other to come towards him. Oh, gosh. Who he then... They duck under his open hand, which is gesturing, mm-hmm. and he throws them through the ropes. Ropes, wow. the ropes. I don't even care. Those are rush ropes. Yeah, the ropes. It was so embarrassingly bad. I wanted to walk away from the ring. Wow. And I wanted to jump off my balcony to die. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I didn't do it because I'm very tired. That would be the blood would be on Yuta's hands. It would be on Yuta's hands, and I don't know who messed that up. I don't know if they were. He was. I think he was I, supposed to like, just throw them over in one motion. And he wasn't it ready. It might have I mean, been, they, and then he they, wasn't ready. Yeah. It felt like a Wheeler mistake. It could have been a private party mistake, so I don't want to put it all on him. Yeah. It wasn't good, though. And the rest of the match was great. That was god-awful. That sounds like the kind of thing I need to go back and look at. You need to go back and fun. look at yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I wish we I wish we could have each of us have three screens with each of the three shows. Yeah. Just ready to pull up these moments. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, a, like like Jose, is exactly right. IPad. Jose assist. What what did the jerk call Jose? Assassante. Oh, Assassante. Which I thought that's pretty was so good. great. Jose Assassante. I love that. I like it better than Jose the assistant. Yeah. Who is the manager of Andrade the Idol? Right. Come on, people. Give us yeah. better names. Although I love Jose the assistant. Yeah. Assassante. All right. What else? Eddie Kingston promo was good. Mm-hmm. Um. I love he apologized for not releasing the hold on Sammy, even though head referee Paul Turner mm-hmm. was refereeing a match earlier in the night on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone won. Okay, it was you. Never mind. It was later. Oh. It was it was um, it was Anna J. 
That's right. She wouldn't release the choke. Wouldn't release a choke. Did yep. not get disqualified. Yep. That only counts for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because AEW is not a serious show anymore. Yeah. With actual rules. Um, and that is a frustrating place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, Tony Neese and Josh Woods are now the varsity athletes. I don't ever want to talk about that situation no, ever again. That's the worst. But the varsity blondes the are now dead. Oh my God. Yeah, the wait, the ghost yeah, the Ghostbusters, exactly. Um, let's see what's an, oh now we need to talk about TJ beating Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Mm-hmm. This was for sure a showcase for Sky. I think this was Madison Rain training up all three women, mm-hmm. and this was a good match. I didn't see right. a major botch in this. What's that? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I didn't right. see a major botch in this okay. match. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying this was like a, a an FTR match. I gotcha. Yeah, it was just a fine match. Yeah. And I think this is one of those situations where if you're the best wrestlers aren't necessarily the best coaches. Mm-hmm. And if this was on Madison Rain, I'm really liking Madison Rain. Like she broke through for me with this match mm. and me seeing what she did with them. Okay. And I think Sky Blue was already a, a decent little wrestler, mm-hmm. but she got a good match out of Ty and Anna Jay. And Anna Jay's been awful for a long time. And yeah. that, Again, if this was Madison Rain's match to call, and I believe it was, nice work for Madison Rain. Sky Blue looked great on here. She had the great promo, as in very basic, but great promo on Dynamite. And I'm really excited to see what they're doing with a wrestler I'm already all in on. So, exciting, yeah. excited about that. It Death helps Triangle, that the bar is really low. <laughs> no, it does. It yeah. does. But I think she's the woman who, as they give her more opportunities, yeah. she's meeting all those opportunities. Yeah. And I really, again, she messed up in, in seconding her man. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Dark, dark, Death Triangle versus Dark Order. I didn't like it at the beginning. I liked it at the end. Mm-hmm. I really liked Pac versus Trent Beretta. Mm-hmm. Really liked it. Orange Cassidy is just, he's losing his cool, man. I don't know if he's out of the juice. I don't know if that juice has just moved to corn and he's yeah. not ready for that. It's so weird. I don't weird. know what's going on. It's so weird how, like, remember, like, J- June, July, we were like, man, Orange Cassidy is the hottest thing going right now. And then cooled he just sort completely. of cools off completely. And that's just kind of what he does. He just kind of comes and goes. And I wonder if it's because his character isn't the same now. At mm. first, we were happy. It was like, oh, he's still cool, but he attacks yeah. somebody. Right. Now he's only attacking. Now he's only he's attacking. not cool anymore. Yeah. And that's his whole persona. Yeah. Like, how are they going to have him be the character in this match? Because he's already like, it's like. He's losing his cool at every turn. Yeah. That's not Orange Cassidy. That's some dude. Right. This, this is like isn't when Fonz the... like hit the jukebox and the music wouldn't play. That's exactly right. He's lost his touch. Right. And he's going to have to win it back. And that I don't think he's going to win it against Pac. Oh, my God. Remember that episode. We're going to have to really explore this situation further next week. <laughs> Jade Bitwillow Nightingale. Um, I really liked Nyla coming out stealing the title because I thought finally we're going to have a legit competitor against Jade. Mm-hmm. And then Nyla ran off like a little bee yeah. with that title mm-hmm. and lost all credibility yes. of, oh, she's a badass and can stand right. up for Jade. Right. And she ran away like a, like a, yes, I don't know, like a, like a, like a mouse in the city. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just not a good look. I don't even yeah, know. I didn't like it either. 
I didn't like either. Um, and I really liked, I really liked the match. I think Willow and Jade match up really well. They do. Like, I think they work out they work really well. I like how Willow is like physically she can hang with her, like, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like power, but her vibe is completely different. She's like a cool, she's kind of a, like a girlish hippie. Yeah. And Jade is like a mean girl with a yeah. really great sense of humor. Right. And I think those two could mesh really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'd love to see a long-term storyline of of Willow keep kind of banging against the door and just getting yeah. closer and closer every time. Yeah, I, I hope that's where they go with her. Yeah, um, kind of like they did early on with Sammy Guevara, and he eventually got there. Yeah, Look, tore up a trust busters letter, like you said. Why didn't Lexi pick it up? Yeah. I'm assuming her outfit did not allow bending. Oh, that at would the be waste. That. that would. Explain that's my that. only guess. Yeah. And now the match I know we both want to talk about, FTR versus Gates of Agony. Yep. What FTR's, did you think of Gates of Agony? Not great. I know what you think of They're FTR. Okay. They're okay. They're okay. They're just an okay team. I, nothing big deal. I wouldn't have main evented with them. Fine the, showcase for FTR. FTR is still super over, which I'm super happy about. Yeah. Despite Players everything. Are, if they were in regular matches, they'd be in the heat index because they're so over. Yeah. But this was their first tag match since 1873 or something. I don't know. Um, They they got jumped by everybody. Wardlow came out. He got jumped by everybody. Joe came out, and he was just fat enough to to, to beat everybody down. Yep. Thank God. You need your thick boys. You need your hoss fights. And we had some right here. Um, FTR still frustrated by AEW. There's your week, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Blank still frustrated with AEW. Insert name. Oh my god! Yeah, it could be. Yeah, you could f- fill up a bus with all those names. Yeah. Match of the week. That's a good question. For me, it was MJF. You know, I think you're right, but I barely remember that match now. Hmm. So I'm gonna say MJF versus Yuta because I think you're right. It was. I remember it was great, but from the latter two shows. I'm picking Pack versus Trent Beretta. Okay. And I I wanted it to be Dark Order versus mm-hmm. um versus Death Triangle, but I don't think it was. Um that's my pick. But now should have been on Dynamite. Yep. We both have the same pick. Yeah. I hope you're getting it queued up as I we am, speak. I am. Let's see. And yeah. this isn't from a regular Dynamite person. No. But this is from someone who's Dynamite adjacent because of their business dealings with MJF. Right. They, and were, that they is, were in the news this week. Yeah, from the Eastern Block crew, yeah. Murder Death Kill Squad, Mr. Nick Gage, who defeated John Moxley on GCW, was asked asked one of the better interview questions I've heard on national TV. Kevin, hit the interview. All right. Uh Tripping Balls wants to know how many eggs are too many eggs? How many? Eggs or too many eggs? Ten? Ten eggs. It's not over. All right. It's even better. That's a serious question. I'm just reading what was on the thing. Because I've eaten nine eggs and, and I was fine with the nine eggs, but I've eaten ten eggs and it was just, it was too much. 
So I was like, all right, well, nine eggs is perfect, but ten eggs is too much. So I'm answering this fucking guy's question seriously. But if this guy's making a joke about the fucking question, then it could be a different fucking problem. Yeah, you think he's not going to dox you. Yeah. He might dox you to find out this egg situation. Right. Like, I'm answering I, like a serious man, but if you're going to make fun of this question, there's yeah. going to be issues with Nick Gage. I, I love the seriousness with which he answered this question. Yes. I look like a man who's eaten nine eggs, but I've never eaten nine eggs. And mm-hmm. I asked Kevin off air, yeah, the most eggs you've ever eaten. Kevin, what was your answer? I guessed, I guessed about six. And I think I'm at six as well. I eat, like I said, I eat more eggs than most people when I do eat eggs. I'll eat generally four or five eggs. But I was on a diet for a while. Mm-hmm. I took the weekend off for a couple of reasons. And so I'm going to get back on it very soon. And when I get back on my diet, the first meal I'm going to eat is 10 eggs. I'm going to cook nine. I'm going to wait 10 minutes and I'm going to cook one more. Yeah. And I'm going to see if that puts me over, over the line. Cause I'm really interested to see. I think if I could do nine, I could do 10, but I don't know. And clearly he thought he could do 10. Yeah. And it was but too he regretted much. It. it was too much. Yeah. So I want to know from perfect, everybody listening. Yeah. Listen, if you listen to this show and you don't eat and you don't message me. Yeah. Or, or hit me up on Twitter at Peppermint Fatty with your answer. How many eggs is too many eggs? I'm going to block you. I'm going to report you and block you on every social media platform. Every single one. I don't know who you are, but I'll find out and I'll block you. Everybody knows I'm, I'm a, I'm a block happy SOB. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need, I really need to know. And I need to know, have any of you out there eaten 10 eggs? Was it too many? Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know, Kevin. We'll know. Next week we'll follow up on this. Yeah, we're going to have to definitely follow up on this. All right, looking ahead, we've covered, we already covered all the matches on Dynamite. Yep. All right, Rampage is going to be recorded on Thursday for some strange reason. Right. Um, they haven't announced anything. No, I, I think your your guess here in the notes, I think, is probably correct. Samoa Joe versus Brian Cage. But yeah. my curiosity is, is Brian Cage going to be allowed back on the air in 2023? He got his two matches <laughs> he had a his, year yeah, in. You're right. I'm assuming he got paid about 70000 per match, yeah, those two matches. Like and uh, he's good to go for a while. Yeah. All right. See. And uh, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What? Dynamite's going to be on Tuesday? Dynamite's going to be on Tuesday. Of course, we have team. one of the biggest matches in months. Yeah. They're going to put it on Tuesday where nobody knows it's happening. Yeah, not just when no one knows it's Hold happening, up. but head-to-head with NXT and the premiere of Vice's Vince McMahon documentary series. I'm looking so, up something else here. Let me pull this up real quick. Okay. Um, Because I, I have up, a like, bad... Look up, like, the top shows on Tuesday? No, I've got a bad feeling that the um baseball playoffs... Oh, are going to be happening on Tuesday, the 18th. And they are, but they're also happening on Wednesday, I believe, as well. Let me see. I mean, we don't have games for that far off, but the high likelihood. Yeah. Either way, this this weekend, this Saturday on On Patrol, we were going up against NCAA football mm-hmm. and the and MLB playoffs. Yeah, that was a very difficult task. Very difficult task when you're trying to trend on Twitter. Yeah, but um, overall a good week in AEW. There were a lot of good matches. 
generally speaking, it's pretty easy to figure out what match of the week was. There were a lot I thought about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There were a lot of decent matches. None that were like, no 60-minute matches, but there were a lot of good ones this week. Don't know if I Um, need four hours every week, though. No, it was a little much. It was definitely a little much. It was like the 10th egg. That's what Battle of the Belts was like the 10th egg. (laughs) Look, if I'm going to be watching four hours of wrestling every week, I'll probably just start watching WWE, like Uh, one of their shows. That's how long Raw is, right? Four to six hours, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Right. Um, anything, anything cool coming up this week you're looking forward to, Kevin? Anything happening? Uh, I don't know. I kind of a blank. I don't know. I'm, I'm decorating my office at work for Halloween. Other than that, I can't. Nothing else special coming up this week. Um, other than, uh, other than, uh, Daddy Ass is going to be scissoring Swerve Strickland right in the middle of the squared circle. That's right. Other than that, nothing special at all about this yeah, week. That's that's pretty much gonna be the peak week. Kevin, day, this, this has been a lot of fun. Yep. Um from me, from Kevin Neely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media. Have a great week, everybody, and hope to see you again back here next Tuesday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.